This message comes from NPR sponsor, Acorn TV. Acorn TV is brilliant television told brilliantly. From charmingly cozy mysteries to daringly dark dramas. Visit acorn.tv for a 30-day free trial with promo code NPR. Acorn TV. Brilliant. In Transformers Rise of the Beasts, good space robots and evil space robots battle for the fate of the universe. Led by Optimus Prime, the Autobots return to do battle with the forces of the villainous Unicron, and our heroes enlist new helpers along the way. I'm Stephen Thompson. Today we are talking about Transformers Rise of the Beasts on Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Pro-Palestinian protests have popped up on college campuses across the country. But from the eyes of students, what are we missing? From the outside, these protests are painted as really violent when that couldn't be further from the truth. I'm Brittany Luce, host of NPR's It's Been a Minute, and I'm inviting you to hear from student journalists who see what the rest of us cannot. On It's Been a Minute from NPR. Moms know the ups and downs of life. It's what makes them great subjects for books. This is one of the things that fiction can do, right? It can give us a window into the battles that each person is waging or facing, but it doesn't mean that we condone her actions. This week on NPR's Book of the Day podcast, we are discussing books centering mothers. So call your mom, then tune into the Book of the Day podcast from NPR. Jasmine Morris here from the StoryCorps podcast. Our latest season is called My Way, Stories of people who found a rhythm all their own and marched to it throughout their lives. Consequences and other people's opinions be damned. You won't believe the courage and audacity in these stories. Hear them on the StoryCorps podcast from NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch, and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. Joining me today is Switched On Pop producer Rihanna Cruz. Welcome back, Rihanna. Happy to be here, Stephen. Thank you for having me. It is great to have you. So, I'm not sure how deeply we really need to go into the lore here, but here is the gist. The best-known good guys in the Transformers movies are the Autobots. They're aliens who can take the form of either robots with legs or vehicles with wheels. Optimus Prime is their leader. He's voiced by Peter Cullen, while other Autobots in Rise of the Beasts include wisecracking Mirage, voiced by Pete Davidson. But there are other good guys, including the Maximals, who take the form of robot animals. They include a bird creature called Air Razor, voiced by Michelle Yeoh, and are led by Optimus Primal, a robotic gorilla voiced by Ron Perlman. The bad guys include the brutal overlord Unicron and his primary minion, ruthless killer robot Scourge, who's voiced by Peter Dinklage. And then there are our human heroes. Anthony Ramos plays Noah Diaz, a former soldier who's trying to take care of his family, while Dominique Fishback plays Elena, whose knowledge of antiquities comes in handy along the way. But really, Transformers Rise of the Beasts is about 
robot-on-robot action. You've got loads of whirring and clanking CGI steampunk mechanics, lots of menacing voices with a Doppler effect thrown in, and a fair bit of wisecracking to keep things humming along. And if you're familiar with the timeline of the other Transformers movies, this one is set in the mid-90s, so it takes place after the well-received Bumblebee movie, but before the first Transformers movies. Like Bumblebee, it is not directed by Michael Bay, who directed the other Transformers movies besides this one and Bumblebee. This one, Transformers Rise of the Beasts, was directed by Stephen Capel Jr. It's in theaters now. Rihanna, what did you think of Transformers Rise of the Beasts? Oh, man. Well, I came to see robots fighting other robots, and I got that. I got robots (laughs) fighting robots that were also animals you know i got i got robots fighting bad robots i got pete davidson robot so can i really complain no other than that though i i think that the movie by and large i i think underwhelmed me i felt like there wasn't really a sense of character there like i can't believe i'm saying this but i i wish there was michael bay <laughs> directing the movie really I don't know. Maybe I'm just like very jaded to, you know, the whole sort of franchise tie in, you know, machine. But it felt very like MCU to me in a way that I didn't really enjoy. At least, you know, in in the other Transformers, there's character. And I feel like Michael Bay imbues a particular directing style on the other Transformers that I honestly was looking for in this one. And I didn't really get that. It felt very nondescript. But again, can I complain because I saw, you know, a gorilla transform into a giant robot. So <laughs> it depends what you come for, I guess. That's interesting because I had I had really almost the exact opposite feeling watching this movie. Not that I, oh, wow. not that I, I came for giant robots and was disappointed, <laughs> yeah. um, but that I really appreciated with this and with Bumblebee, mm-hmm. you get the Transformers story, but you're not getting that bloat on bloat on bloat that you sometimes get with these franchises that get so deep into lore. Mm -hmm. You know, I I find Michael Bay's directing style really kind of exhausting and cluttered and confusing. Mm. This movie's a pretty lean two hours, give or take a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. Because it's not really bothering with a lot of really, really, really deep lore, there's this kind of 10 or so minute prologue that is so dopey and so silly and it's just like evil good and then and then it kind of goes into this circa 1994 story with anthony ramos and dominique fishback and to me the the leanness of this movie made it a good kind of summer air conditioning popcorn thriller go in to watch robots clank against each other And kind of have a good time without necessarily getting so bogged down in just like the endless explanation of everything. I I sat next to my partner, Katie, who just got done watching Fast and the Furious 4 through 10 in really rapid succession. (laughs) One, she found this to be perfect kind of Fast and the Furious methadone. Oh, man. And she said, like, this is kind of like a Fast and the Furious movie, except the cars are the family. (laughs) (laughs) And I think in that way, kind of viewing it that way as just like watching just like machines running around pounding into each other, it was pretty fun. Was Was it major? No. I think definitely some of the character from Bumblebee, because Bumblebee is a movie that I found to be very full of heart. And I think Mm -hmm. a lot of that is in Rise of the Beasts. 
I kind of disagree on the lore thing, though. Maybe it's just because I don't fully buy into the Transformers no. lore. Where it makes no sense. It makes no sense. It confuses me. There's like a key. Like, I don't really get it all. I kind of felt like this movie was sort of like buckling under the weight of the lore and the weight of the story. I wanted it to be more breezy, mm -hmm. but I feel like there were a lot of elements and I think, you know, there's the Maximals. The Maximals are the robots that are shaped like animals. For right. Some. All of these things are aliens right. and yet they're shaped like earth things. I right, right. So, <laughs> I, you know, I got like kind of confused because there's like a million different things and the evil guys, the Decepticons are not the Maximals. You know, it's like... So many different elements going on. So I feel like that I wanted it to be breezier, but I, I wasn't fully buying in. Yeah, I think the breeziness in this film is coming from, particularly from Pete Davidson, mm, yes. who's almost in a different movie <laughs> yeah. um, and, and bringing a lot of what feels like Pete Davidson ad libiness to some mm -hmm. of this dialogue. And I think he brings a lightness. The presence of Bumblebee in parts of this movie give it a certain amount of heart. I think the human, I love Anthony Ramos and I love Dominique yeah. Fishback. They're mostly yeah. acting against CGI here, but I think they bring a little bit of lightness. But to me, the lore such as it is really boils down to what Linda Holmes always talks about when she talks about like, there's a box, everybody wants the box. <laughs> there's this key and the bad guys are trying to get the key and the good guys are trying to keep the key from the bad guys. And also the good guys have a use for the key. And like, that's kind of the extent of it. I, I have certainly been more confused by lore. I mean, the fact of the matter is mm -hmm. the Transformers lore makes almost no sense. <laughs> it doesn't. It makes zero sense. And you sit and you try to understand it. And then immediately you're like, this doesn't matter. Robots right. are beating up other robots. You know, like I think that's right. To the degree that I struggled with it in this film, it wasn't so much trying to figure out the motivation of the various entities. It was right. trying to tell the entities apart. Mm. It's very fortunate for me that Optimus Prime has that kind of breastplate made of semi-truck windshield because it <laughs> yeah. is the only yeah. way that I would be able to tell Optimus Prime from Scourge. Mm -hmm. They both have big, deep, kind of Dopplerized, kind of very portentous voices. Stand down! I won't ask a second time. They're both in robot form, basically identical as near as I can tell otherwise. <laughs> that to me, I mean, I appreciated the presence of the Maximals yeah. because like, oh, that one, that one's an animal. <laughs> right. That one's a bird. That one's a gorilla. That one's a cheetah, which was really exciting. And I think people in my theater also, I saw some guy next to me, like give a thumbs up when the gorilla Maximal transformed into the robot. Like he just went thumbs up. Like... <laughs> They, like, bust in a Transformers Reddit yes. thread <laughs> to our yeah, theater. Literally, I felt the same way. My theater was filled with super fans that were, like, loudly cheering at multiple parts during the film. And I've never experienced, like, a theater like that, especially as somebody who's lukewarm on the Transformers and MCU. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I've never been in that situation where I've been in, like, a theater where people are hinging, like, on every word. I agree. If, if you're a Transformers fan, you're going to find a lot to love in this movie. <laughs> I think if you're a Transformers fan, you already saw it at my screening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you feel about kind of the, the fuel mixture here in terms of action versus drama versus comedy? Did that balance work for you? I think that balance worked really nice. I, I think, like you said, Anthony Ramos and Dominique Fishback give a lot to the movie. 
I love Anthony Ramos's acting mm-hmm. because I think he has a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that through a lot of his movies. And I think bringing that to Rise of the Beasts is for the benefit of the movie. I don't think there's as much heart as there was in Bumblebee, but I do think it's still there. And like you said, Pete Davidson brings a little bit of levity. There's, you know, some fish out of water type things with Dominique and Anthony being, you know, in Peru all of a sudden, you know? (laughs) I think that worked for me, Stephen. I mean, really, I come back to that air conditioning thing. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like we are yeah. heading into the season, air quality, not the best. <laughs> if your air conditioning is not working, this is the kind of film that I think of when I think of kind of summer franchise movies. And mm-hmm. it, the fact that it falls around two hours, I think, is just a big reason that I was able to kind of kind of roll with it, even though there are parts of it that are super dumb. Like what? Uh, I mean, I think generally any time Scourge or Unicron are intoning it's just a deeply, deeply silly movie. I mean, <laughs> yes. I appreciate that they're yeah. not necessarily. I agree. Like sometimes, like, movies are trying to get too meta, you know, where they're t- kind of trying mm. to puncture that portentousness a little bit. I I appreciate the fact that this movie leans in to having very ridiculously over-the-top villains. Like, the fact that mm-hmm. th- this movie's not going for subtlety <laughs> with its right, villains. Right, right. A lot of the Transformers villains are just like, they are evil and you need to know they're evil. Yeah. And I mean, look. Good versus evil. Classic. That's fueled a few franchises before. <laughs> Tried and true. <laughs> the fact that you had seen several Transformers movies before, did that aid you in the viewing of this film? If you were listening to this, your air conditioning's broken. You've never seen a Transformers <laughs> movie before. Did you need it? Did you think it was necessary to know anything about this franchise? I I don't. I think if you go into it, you know, this is about robots engaging in battle, I think you will be satisfied as long as you hear that, you know, the 10-minute monologue at the beginning about the lore and then immediately go, oh, this doesn't matter. There's a key. Everybody wants the key. (laughs) You know, that is the mindset that you need to go into the movie with because as soon as you get caught up in the oh who are these guys where are they coming from there's a war on their home planet what is going on they can't get back there it gets a little bit bogged down and you kind of run yourself in circles in your head (laughs) trying to figure out the movie as you're watching the movie so I think if you're a Transformers newbie I feel like you can go into this thinking about Transformers in theory like it's robots fighting other robots and I went because the trailer had animal robots, and I was like, that's pretty sick. And I was (laughs) satisfied (laughs) on that front. Sometimes it is genuinely not more complicated than that. Exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, (laughs) we want to know what you think about Transformers Rise of the Beasts and about the Transformers franchise in general, find us at facebook.com slash PCHH. That brings us to the end of our show. Rihanna Cruz, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Stephen. This episode was produced by Hafsa Fathima and edited by Mike Katzif and Jessica Reedy. Hello, Come In provides our theme music. Thanks for listening to Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. I'm Stephen Thompson, and we will see you all tomorrow. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. 
But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. On Wildcard, the new podcast from NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing. Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll never stop. <laughs> dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show, Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. There are a lot of issues on voters' minds right now. Six big ones could help decide the election. Guns, reproductive rights, immigration, the economy, health care, and the wars overseas. On the Consider This podcast from NPR, we will unpack the debates on these issues and what's at stake. You can listen to NPR's Consider This wherever you get your podcasts.